in Seattle, Washington. I'm Zach Chabal, and this is the Vine Pair Podcast. Today we've got a really special episode for everyone out there. It's one of my favorite episodes that we put together every year. It's a chance for the entirety of the Vine Pair staff to share some of their most memorable drinking experiences with you that they had over the course of 2023. It's a great chance to learn a little more about some of the people who make everything we do here on the podcast possible. And of course, you'll hear from Adam, Joanna, and myself throughout the episode. So with that, sit back, buckle up, and enjoy. Hey, this is uh, Adam Teeter. You guys know who I am, you know host of the vine no just kidding co-host ha, 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 of the vine pair podcast this podcast actually um and one of the co-founders of vine pair uh, the only one who decided to leave his drinks memory uh, on this podcast because uh, apparently josh didn't want to i don't know that's about josh uh, you want to explain yourself anyways uh, that's for us to have in a meeting later um but you know had a lot of this was a pretty uh, memorable year for me obviously i welcomed um my daughter uh esty and while i could say that it was sharing a drink with her she's not of age so it was that was not uh my best memory um my best memory was probably the first night that we naomi and i went out for dinner together i talked about on this podcast uh we went uh to omagrasa in fort green ordered a pizza and two pizzas actually and a bottle of Coase wine, a wine that uh, the Frappato that we've always loved, and it was just nice to share a bottle and you know realize that like all the stress of becoming parents and the Im- immense journey it took to get there was kind of finally behind us. I mean, and that you know we were still going to be able to while always having these special times with Esty uh, and and looking forward to all of the memories we're going to make with her that we would still get to have this these special times where it's just the two of us um, and remembering how important that is to both of us and how we're each other's person and um, that we're, you know, we've done all this together. And uh, so, yeah, that is my drinks memory for this year. Super cheesy. I know it is what it is. You know, I I don't care. Maybe next year will be about me, you know, drinking an entire bottle of Kahlua. I I don't know. That could just be what it is, you know, but, uh, but that was my drinks memory for 2023. And uh, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and letting me be one of the hosts and for putting up with all of my bad jokes. I really appreciate it. Hi, I'm Allie Kuklinski, Manager of Brand Partnerships and Activations. I first want to call out that, you know, I was chatting with some colleagues here on this topic and thought that there's probably a top favorite wine or spirit that I've tried here in the office. We're very fortunate because we do get to try incredible drinks all year long here. But in terms of, you know, a nice drinks experience over Labor Day weekend, I was in London and on the way there I had an overnight flight. So got in very early in the morning. It was a long day, but powered through, had my first few proper pints, um, which was great, but also was powering through for a somewhat coveted reservation um, for a restaurant called Baba Ricard, also deemed as the press for champagne restaurant. So I think, you know, similar to New York drinks and dining culture, crazes come and go and, you know, say what you will about this restaurant. Um, but, you know, the, past, the, the place is packed uh, nightly. And, you know, I personally enjoyed the food and drinks experience in this very, you know, boisterous and, and lavishly decorated restaurant. Um, so I started off with a Ukrainian vodka shot and it was served at negative 18 degrees Celsius, which is around zero degrees Fahrenheit. 
It was Nemiroff Deluxe, which is a premium vodka that goes through 11 stages of filtration and then matures in oak barrels. It was very refreshing, rich, and a bit sweet as well. And of course, um, with the Champagne Bar and Restaurant, I had champagne there as well, so splurged a bit and had a glass of Dom Perignon 2013 and Krug Grand Cuvée. Both fantastic, and overall it was very kind of escapist type of dining and drinks experience with exceptional service as well. So my name is Bobby, and I'm on the brand partnerships team at Vine Pair. Um, this year, I spent about two weeks in Italy over the summer traveling from Naples and Capri and Rome. Uh, during our trip, we took a sailboat from Capri to Lo Scoglio restaurant on the Amalfi Coast, where we had some of the best food and wine I've ever tasted, top three meals of my life by far. Um, but as far as drinks go, the Hugo Spritz that I discovered while I was traveling there had to be one of my favorite drinks of the year. It's very light and floral. But mostly just reminds me of the time I spent in Italy this year dining al fresco, just enjoying the summer weather. I'm Caroline. Um, I'm on the brand partnerships team here at Vine Pear. My best drinking memory this year is this past summer, I had the opportunity to spend around two months backpacking in Europe. Um, while I was there, I was able to drink some really awesome wine, eat some really great food, but one thing especially uh, stood out to me. Um, I'm actually fairly new to the Vine Pair team, and I did the interview process while I was abroad, and I received the call offering me the job while I was enjoying an Aperol Spritz on the beach in Positano. So it was just a really great way to celebrate the new job, and it was in a wonderful location. And yeah, I'd say that was my best drinking memory this year. Hi, I'm Danielle. I'm the art director at Vine Pair, and this year I had a lot of really great things to drink. Um, but I think one of my favorites was I was in Puerto Rico at the end of the summer for my best friend's bachelorette and had a lot of really great uh, rum cocktails. One of them, though, not your typical pina colada, which I thought was going to be what I was drinking all week. Um, but it was kind of a riff of an old-fashioned. Um, it had Don Q reserved rum, um, but a lot of the drinks I noticed in Puerto Rico used coconut water ice cubes, which I thought was really inventive and refreshing on such a hot time of the year. Um, so this was kind of like a spiced rum old fashion with coconut water in the form of an ice cube um, and some simple syrup, and it was just really refreshing and kind of a nice take on your tropical-esque drink. Hey, it's Dave Infante. I'm a contributing uh, editor and columnist here at Vine Pair. I am also the host of uh, Tap Lines, a podcast on the Vine Pair podcast network about modern beer history. Go check it out. I'd love to have you. The best thing I drank in 2023, tough, tall order. Uh, it was, upon review, uh, the Smash It Up cocktail from... Uh, Lily's Snack Bar in Boone, North Carolina. Now, I'm going to say up front, um, this is not a uh, particularly remarkable cocktail uh, to um, the mixology set, or frankly, even the home bartender. Um, it's a bourbon-based drink. I think there's uh, um, some... Um, yeah, bourbon, lemon, mint, brown sugar. Uh, it's got pebble ice in it, which is, I would say, pretty outstanding. It's also $7, which, I mean, you know, credit to them for keeping the prices down in this economy. But <laughs> the reason I wanted to highlight it uh, is not because compositionally it's, uh, uh, you know, unusual or, or transcendent, but because the place, I think... Um, 
He's just fantastic, and and I would argue transcendent, or at least it was on the night that I was lucky enough to stop in. My wife and I had attended a rehearsal dinner uh, for a wedding in Boone, and we were looking for one more drink, uh, so we stopped by Lily's, not really knowing what we were uh, headed into, and what we found was just a enormously joyful. Um, uh, queer-friendly space where there was some sort of drag performance going on. Um, I couldn't tell if it was like a concert or some sort of uh, um, like act. Um, honestly, it was hard to to suss it out because the room was so packed and everything was so loud and people were having such a good time. Um, and I think that's the sort of thing you know that's always existed, right? Um, but in 2023, when we saw uh, the you know, sort of coordinated uh, right-wing attack on trans people, both in terms of physical violence and in terms of uh, legislation designed to villainize them and erase them from public life. Um, It was just such a, uh, I don't know, electric reminder that, uh, that this has always been something that people do and that um that we were you know we were we felt lucky to to have stumbled in on it and to uh to have been treated uh so well by everyone who was there to be treated like a part of it for a night even though we were dressed uh like total square we were dressed like the police compared to everyone else everyone looked fucking great we looked like the dorkiest motherfuckers you could possibly imagine uh best thing i drank this year was the smash it up cocktail at lily's snack bar in Boone, north carolina it was the scene. It was the vibe. Uh, it was the petable ice to some extent as well. Uh, highly recommend it if you ever have the opportunity to make it in. Hi, my name is Gabrielle Johnson, and I'm the creative producer here at Vine Pair. As many in the office here know, I'm a big Negroni fan. So when I come across a new Negroni riff, I'm always down to try it. This year, two favorites come to mind. The first is the Mole Negroni at Super Breno, which is made with Mole Fat Wash Mezcal, Chinar, Amaro, Sweet Vermouth, and Mole Bitters. I love the use of Mezcal here, and the spices worked nicely with the bitter and sweet components. The second is the Negroni Whip at Lullaby. I first tried this when we filmed the making of this drink for our Behind the Bar series a few months back. This is a fun video, so I would check it out if you haven't already. To make it, they take a large swirl of their house-made orange vanilla soft serve and top it with Negroni, made with a small amount of the soft serve, equal parts sweet vermouth, Campari, and London dry gin, plus a little bit of lemon juice to balance the sweetness. Then it's garnished with a dehydrated orange wheel and some Spanish extra virgin olive oil. It's a fun and refreshing spin on the classic Negroni. Hi, my name is Giovanna Rivera, photography assistant here at Viper, and this year I got to change my mind about frozen cocktails. So during a summer night, I grabbed drinks at Mr. Paradise with one of my friends, And she was actually the one that ordered their frozen cocktail. So I gave it a try and it really blew my mind. The one flavor that really stuck with me till this day is the roasted coconut and how smooth the whole cocktail was. Unfortunately, I don't remember everything else that's in it. But next time, next summer, I'm definitely there. Hi, I'm Hannah Staub and I'm the assistant editor at Vine Pear. 2023 was a special year for me as I got married in August, so my favorite drink memory from the year would have to be from our honeymoon in Italy. We stopped at a wine shop while we were in Milan, and I bought a bottle of Vignai da Duline Schio Patino from Friuli, 
on a recommendation from someone at the shop. We opened it later in the trip on the roof of our hotel in Lake Cuomo, and it was such a delicious wine and perfect to enjoy while staring out at the views of the lake. The wine had brambly and juicy berry notes and hints of herbs and black pepper that reminded me of a Syrah, which is another favorite of mine. I love Sciupatino, the grape, and it, the entire experience was definitely one of my favorite memories of 2023, and it's now one of my favorite bottles. Hi, I'm Jenny Riddell. I lead our activations and events team here at VinePair. Thinking back on 2023, I had many interesting cocktails and delicious wines, though one experience is most memorable for me. This summer, my fiancé and I visited friends in Boston, Massachusetts, and we booked a sailboat cruise on the Adirondack 3. We spent the afternoon enjoying local Boston beer, probably something from Trillium or Harpoon Brewery, while sailing around the Boston Harbor, taking in the sights and listening to historical facts from our captain. It was the perfect combination of drinking and culture. This is Joanna Sherino, editor-in-chief of Vine Pear and co-host of this podcast. I've had a lot of great things to drink this year and wonderful drinking experiences, too. I think that's part of uh, <laughs> working at Vine Pear, of course, but you know, champagne with Tony Parker, Prosecco with Issa Rae. I had spruce tip ale in Alaska and wines from around the world. Um, But I think the very best thing I drank this year was a basic Negroni made by my father-in-law, the first real drink I had after giving birth in February. How sentimental, huh? (laughs) Hey, everyone. Keith Beavers, Tastings Director of Vine Pear here. And what was the best thing I drank this year? Well, being that I drink wine every day, sorry, taste, (laughs) I don't really drink, I wouldn't be here. I taste wine all the time, and it's really hard to decide which one, but there was something that stood out to me recently that really hit. So recently we were off in Verona, Italy for a work trip. And we were at dinner one night, and the wine list had a wine on there that is from Basilicata, the southern region of uh, southern region of Italy. And there is a place there they make wine called Alianico. That's the name of the grape. And the area they make it in is called Del Voltere, which is the Monte Del Voltere. It's the Mount Vulture. It's this mountain they have there. It's an old volcano. And the grape is Alianico. So it's Alianico Del Voltere. And on the wine list was a 2016 Paternoster Don Anselmo Elianical del Voltere. That means that Paternoster is the winemaker. Don Anselmo is sort of the fantasy name for the wine. And Elianical del Voltere is the grape and where it comes from. Adam went ahead and grabbed the wine, which is really awesome, because it turns out that almost 20 years ago, when I first got into wine, I was working at a restaurant and I had a mentor and he basically, the owner of the restaurant forced us to learn wine right before service so we could sell wine better, which is wild. But he taught us about wine that day and I couldn't get out of my mind. And at shift meal that night, he said, you really like this wine stuff? And I was like, yeah, I really do. So he's like, sit with me. And for family meal, me and Beppe Filippetti, who became my mentor in wine, sat together and drank a bottle of 1996 Paternoster Don Anselmo Alianico de Volta Day. 
And I haven't had that wine in years. I mean, I after I drank it with him, of course, I had it plenty of times, but I don't think I've actually drank a bottle of this wine since 2010. So being in Italy um, with Vine Pear at dinner, drinking that wine was kind of a full circle moment for me. The 2016 Paternoster Don Anselmo on the Anacle del Voltare, full circle, here we are, 2023, and it killed. And that's it. My name is Olivia White, and I'm an editorial assistant here at Vine Pear. And this year and every year, we all have the incredible fortune of trying so many things. It really is a challenge to nail down just one. Um, but this past June, I was given the incredible opportunity to join the team at Vove Clicquot on their 2023 Cellar in the Sea experience. The Champagne House is currently experimenting with seafloor aging in the Baltic Sea just off the coast of the Åland Islands. A team of divers in 2010 uncovered a shipwreck at the location where they're currently experimenting that was from the 1840s. And aboard the ship were about 168 bottles of champagne with about 40 or so being identified as from Vove Clicquot, a few of which were actually bottled by Madame Clicquot herself. When these bottles were brought to the surface and tasted, the team discovered that they had been aged near perfectly and anxious to determine what conditions, if any, were present on the seabed that allowed for this aging. The team plunged bottles of Yellow Label, Yellow Label Magnum, 2004 Rosé, and Demisec into the depths for a 40-year experiment. Every three to four years, these bottles are brought to the surface and tasted alongside bottles of the same wines that have been aged in REMS in Maison Vove Clicquot's chalk cellars. We were lucky enough to have the uh, opportunity to partake in this incredibly unique comparative tasting. It was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. The wines were so fascinating to compare to one another, taste and feel the differences with freshness, texture, the bubbles present in each. It was so cool. Um, And beyond that, drinking them in a stunning waterfront lodge in one of the most remote and gorgeous landscapes in the world certainly did not hurt. Hello, my name is Pete O'Connell. I am the editorial coordinator for Vine Pear. And the best thing I think I drank this year was the acid-adjusted painkiller I had at Lullaby in the Lower East Side. Big shout out to Dan, who uh, told me about his uh, acid-adjusted painkiller, ordered it off menu, and proceeded to sit there for about 20 minutes while he painstakingly acid-adjusted orange juice in front of me. And then did like a four to five different types of rum in there. And it was just awesome. Um, if I could show a picture on audio, I would. But it was delicious. It's been one of my favorite tiki drinks for a long time. And I just think that he brought it to the next level and made the best version of it that I've ever had. And uh, especially with the orange juice, that being kind of like the unsung ingredient and him kind of kicking it up a notch so that it was kind of at the forefront and really blending in with the coconut pineapple and this whole you know orchestra rums that he had going but uh big shout out to dan harrison cj all the guys at lullaby keep doing what you're doing and thank you for that one my name is sarah pinsnow i'm a designer at vine pair and my favorite drinking experience of the year was probably in the long sampler platter-esque european trip i took last week to Reykjavik, Copenhagen, and Amsterdam. Um, right when we landed in Copenhagen, we went to a really cute wine bar called uh, Den Vendret, and it was right near the canals, and you could go back into the restaurant cellar, choose your wines, 
and all the small plates and apps were perfect to go with the wines. Unfortunately, I can't remember any bottles specifically that we tasted, but it was an overall great experience. And my other favorite drinking experience of the trip was probably getting to try a bunch of McKellar beers. And we had Carlsbergs and Heinekens, but McKellar definitely stood out in comparison. Their Limbo Riesling is really fantastic. And as a designer, I just love their silly and irreverent designs where the cans are concerned. Hi, my name is Sylvie Baggett, and I'm the branded content editor at Vine Pear. And my most memorable drinking experience this year happened at Katana Kitten. Um, Armando, who works there, hooked me up with a reservation for me and my partner for our anniversary. And the hostess led us to the table while throwing rose petals. And there was free champagne. And it was very cool and overwhelming and exciting. Um, And then the Panda Fizz was an incredible cocktail. Um, And I would have one every day if I could. I'm Taylor Glynn, Vine Pear's senior editor. A few months ago, I went to dinner at Scarpetta's Manhattan location with Pomodoro and Italian Red on the Brain and wasn't necessarily expecting anything outrageous cocktail-wise. And while I'll always order a martini over an old-fashioned, I saw that their Palermo old-fashioned included a house-made bourbon vanilla syrup, and I'm crazy about that specific, raw, earthy sweetness you really only get from scraping that vanilla pod. The drink was classically dark and boozy up front thanks to some mixers and Sicilian blood orange liqueur, but that vanilla syrup really just added this subtle toasted marshmallow note that gave the build a creamy finish and total balance. Scrumptious, no notes, would drink it over and over. My name is Tim McCurdy. I am the managing editor at Vine Pear, the host of the Cocktail College podcast, and sometimes co-host sub-in for this very show, the Vine Pear podcast, something I really enjoyed this year in 2023. Um, You know what else I enjoyed this year? The most memorable drink I had, which was a martini that was handed to me mere moments after marrying my wonderful wife, Gabriella, in October. Tanqueray, 2.5 parts Tanqueray, half a part Dolan Dry, stirred with a twist, exceptional martini, and a standout in what has been yet another phenomenal year of drinking. I'm Zach Chabal, co-host of this very fine podcast you're listening to. And, of course, my year was full of a lot of memorable drinking experiences, some shared with family and friends, some on the road. Of course, I had the chance to even do some drinking with my co-hosts, which is always a treat. But I think the most memorable drinking experience for me, the most meaningful in a certain way, was a glass of Washington Cabernet that I got to have at a celebration of life for someone who was a, a pretty big mentor for me in the wine industry, Dan McCarthy, a longtime owner and proprietor of McCarthy Insuring, a couple of wine shops here in the Seattle area where I, in fact, worked some in my younger days. And it's hard to encapsulate what Dan meant, the kind of person he was, obviously a, a, a lover of wine, very passionate, knowledgeable, traveled widely, drank even more widely. But I think the most important thing to me, the thing I, I tried to take away from my time with Dan and buying wine from him, working for him, etc., was the way he could make anyone who came into his shop feel at ease. You know, he was obviously someone with a tremendous wealth of experience and knowledge, but 
but he never looked down at the person who stopped in for a bottle of wine on their way home or headed to a dinner party who didn't know what they were looking for and only wanted to spend 15 or $20. Uh, he didn't treat those people as if they were beneath him and that their interest in wine was somehow less than his or the people who came in through his shop who were going to spend hundreds or even thousands of dollars on wine in that one transaction. And, you know, it's a hard thing sometimes with wine not to let your enthusiasm come across to less enthusiastic drinkers as a kind of superiority complex or just overawing folks with your knowledge. And, you know, Dan was a great example of that. So uh, obviously very sad to have lost him. Um, but at the same time, it was a privilege to get to celebrate his life with a lot of people who knew him, respected him, worked with him and cared a lot about him. And that'll wrap things up for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Of course, thanks to the entire VinePair team for contributing, not just to this episode, but to every episode, and especially to Adam and Joanna for making doing this not just fun, but informative and deeply fulfilling. And uh, we'll be back with you on Friday with our 2023 year in review, and then on to 2024 predictions and another year of podcasting. And again, thanks, everyone, for listening. See you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Vine Pair Podcast Network. If you love listening to this show, or even if you don't, but I really hope that you do, as much as we really do love making it, then please drop us a review or a rating wherever it is that you get your podcast, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere. If you are listening to this on a device right now through an app, however you got this audio, please drop a review. It really helps everyone else discover the show. And now for some totally awesome credits. So the Vine Pair podcast is recorded in our New York City headquarters and in Seattle, Washington in Zach Jabal's basement. It is recorded by Zach, mastered and produced by Zach. He loves all the credit. Keep giving it to him. Drop his name in the reviews. He's going to love hearing how much you love him. It is also recorded in New York City by our tastings director, Keith Beavers, who is the managing director of the entire Vine Pair podcast network. I'd also love to give a shout out to our editor-in-chief, Joanna Sherino, who joins us on every single podcast as our third and most important host. Thank you as well to the entire VinePair staff and everyone who's been involved in making VinePair as special as it's become. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.